Robot house! Okay. Make it so. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. tail end of Big Bang Theory like literally the credits are running and there's always some scene where it's like nerds are hitting on a woman and that's supposed to be the best thing that's ever happened and, <laughs> and everybody in the audience is going wild yeah they've they finally manipulated her into having sex with them yeah. <laughs> everybody a, clap yeah oh shit all right welcome to the show everybody <laughs> welcome uh robot house greetings fellow robots i'm your host asher lack with me are my co-host dr alan sussman hello our lawyer, Raphael Ruttenberg, ESQ. Hey. And today in our fourth chair, we have Adam Howard, producer, writer, and general movie knowledge fellow. He works on <laughs> Samantha B. Um, what's up, Adam? Is this called Robot House? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we switched the title. <laughs> yeah, we switched the title. <laughs> I, never, I never even knew what the title was. So yeah, that's, it's okay, also that's Robot House because Robot House was taken. Yeah. So it's Robot House, H-A-U-S. I like it. It sounds like a, a very earnest uh, improv team name. <laughs> but I mean that in a good thing. It's like a good thing. But yeah. Oh God. It does kind We're of. We're yeah. gonna. Should we kick off the episode by me saying that I didn't join Donald Glover's improv team in college? Oh wow! I, I didn't. Did that you went down. to college with him? I did. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. We were at That's NYU cool. together. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, someone else was like, oh, you should come right for this. Like, you're a funny dude. And I was like, yeah, yeah you guys aren't. See ya. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they said you should come right for our improv team? You know, sketch comedy. Whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Same thing. Were you like friendly with him or? I didn't know him very well. Yeah, I yeah. had some other other friends of mine were on. So like my buddy Mayher who writes on, or he was a writer on BoJack Horseman and stuff oh, like wow. that. And he was That's in really their cool. group. Yeah. So another, we have another segment uh, that we do every time, which is people Asher is yeah. it's adjacent to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Asher like drops bullshit names. Well, so yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so today we're talking about the Dead Zone, uh, the 1983 David Cronenberg movie written. Or Didn't Donald Glover ask you for help writing This Is America? Yeah, yeah. I actually directed the video, not oh, okay, at all. Yeah, in my you dreams. the choreography. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. And speaking of people that I'm like adjacently connected to, I don't know, Adam. Do you know that my dad's been in two of David Cronenberg's movies? No. Because no. Adam suggested the movie for this week, and I was like, when I when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I wonder if Adam knew. Is, is your I mean. <laughs> This is going to sound like a weird accusatory question. Is your dad a Canadian? He is. Okay, yes. well, that, I guess, explains yeah. a lot. Jacuzzi. <laughs> fucking Canadian. I don't even think. What's a, a Canuck? I was trying to think of how do you slur a Canadian? Northerner. And even uh, that, I don't know why. Mountie. Is, oh, this geez, is again there, a yeah. weird Put, sidebar. Poutineer. Why is Canuck an insult? I don't think it is. There's actually a hockey team. Oh, yeah, there is. So yeah. I thought it's supposed to be, right? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's like when a southerner calls someone from like the north a Yankee. Yeah, right. It's like mildly like they think it's bad, but you're like, all right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like ones who didn't want to have slaves. You know what people say <laughs> yeah. to me? I just say, you know what? I'm a Yankee doodle dandy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my comeback. Though I actually was uh, on a horse-drawn carriage tour in Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina, where the guy actually called it without a hint of irony, the war of northern aggression. Oh, yeah. They really and do that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Damn, dude!" Well, war between. I was like, I, "I can't." <laughs> even yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Even the war between the war betwixt the war between <laughs> the states. Yeah, doesn't have quite no the northern same aggression menace, is, menace is very <laughs> very loaded. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a friend from a coworker from North Carolina, and he talks about that a lot. That it's very much taught as you know the North just ran roughshod over everything. So this is like a weird thing because now that you're saying this, I do feel like you bear a very strong resemblance to a guy that I've seen in some of his movies. Am I crazy? 
Is that your dad? Is he, was he like the lead in, in scanners? scanners? Yeah. Okay. Then I know your dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know his work and he was in dead ringers. That, okay. There was another one that he has like a really weird, and I say weird in like a good way performance. Oh no, he's, what was that? It was after scanners. Maybe it's, maybe it's a video drum. He's really weird in. Was he in he's that not a too? Videodrome. I, he's he's the only other he's one I think he's in is in in Dead Ringers. Oh, maybe where I'm he confusing plays... him with somebody else in that movie. But yeah, I remember him from Scanners, of course. And, and yeah, he an plays awesome the sculptor. His head yeah, blows yeah. up. Yeah, we actually my dad. So they my his dad sold the head a couple years ago. But oh, when wow. I was a little kid, how could he do that? Well, yeah, that's a really cool artifact. Yeah, well, he sold it to J.J. Abrams, so that's kind of cool. Oh wow! Oh wow! So well, I, I guess we're breaking into J.J. Abrams' house. <laughs> <laughs> this is a heist. Podcast. It's yours. You yeah. need to get it back. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, we would make a at good blueprints heist team. quietly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Um, but yeah, that's amazing. That's very cool. Is he, does he still act or? No, I mean he's a painter mostly. Oh, okay. Um, and and just like wh- what happened was him and his friends made these movies in the seventies in Montreal. Sure. And uh, it, they were just playing themselves. And so my dad's kind of a lunatic. Okay. Um, I mean, like a good-hearted yeah. normal. I, how, I don't know how to describe him to people who don't know him. Eccentric is too soft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's not an aggressively not a, eccentric, but not on purpose. It's, you yeah. know, it's like if you Uncomfortably just... Uncomfortably eccentric. Thank you. Unhin- there we are. Unhinged eccentric. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, he upsets people in like <laughs> the the supermarket uh, parking lot. <laughs> if that's like, I think that's like a pretty accurate way of describing him. So so basically, he and his friends made these movies um, in the seventies and like were just playing themselves. And David Cronenberg saw my dad in this movie and said, "Holy shit, that guy is either the greatest actor of all time or a complete madman." <laughs> and so he cast him sight unseen. And then he was like, "We were two weeks into filming Scanners when I realized I had hired the madman." <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> um, yeah. So have you have you met David Cronenberg or do you know him at yeah, all? Yeah, or? he's like a family friend. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Very cool. Yeah, I think I got to visit the set of Crash once, oh, okay. which was cool. <laughs> well, how old were you? I was probably thirteen. <laughs> that I seems think. like a really inappropriate <laughs> set visit for a thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Did Did you watch one of the fucking scenes <laughs> in that movie? <laughs> well, no. My dad took me or the to Devil <laughs> Demon guys. Like, that would explain, I guess, like any eccentricities you currently have if you just told people, like, I was on the set of Crash <laughs> <laughs> during my formative years. Well, also Adam, you're the only one here who hasn't met. Stephen, if you meet him once, oh, okay. that explains everything Asher is oh, okay. or ever will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, also, you really have a strong resemblance to him. I don't know why <laughs> I never picked it up before, but yeah. Cronenberg's like a strange bird too, obviously. Well, so. so yeah, and we're going to, I guess one of the big things that I thought about this movie was like, it was so interesting because I feel like somewhere in the movie is real hardcore Christian text, right? Like there's a lot of Christian overtones to this, I thought. Yeah, I, I guess. I'm yeah, tripping. no, no. I, I, I guess it is. I, it's, it's never like the first thing that comes to mind when I watch it. But, um, and I have no idea. I, I should preface it by saying I've never read the Stephen King book. I've only read one Stephen King book, so I'm not super up on him. So I have no idea if that comes from the book or, or if it was like something that was added later. I don't know anything about the backstory of the movie. I just sort <laughs> of have my experience with it over the years. But, um, yeah. Anyways, I, I, I the mom certainly is like. A very heavy oh yeah guilt trip yeah yeah when she comes in and is like this is a gift from god and yeah yeah so i th- there was like a bunch of stuff and and i was like that's so interesting because because cronenberg is such a hardcore like fundamentalist atheist oh really I didn't and know so that. i was like that's a really you know like that tension 
to me was undergirding a lot of the movie, but I wasn't sure hmm. if I was like, am I just adding this to this or what's going on here? Um, yeah. And there, there are like a bunch of very like hardcore Cronenberg tropes, which I'd, again, I wasn't sure if these are things like, oh, I know this guy sort of like not super well, but like he's, you know, been in, in my family's orbit for a long time. So I was like, you know, he lost his father really young. And I mm. noticed that there's like a kind of a running theme of this, like, uh, like sort of know everything doctor that may or may not have like complete, you know, like sort of feet of clay or being incompetent. And so, I mean, it's in this, it's in scanners, it's in a few of his other, uh, obviously it's in dead ringers in the younger version. Right. Um, but yeah. Had you all seen this before? No, I'd never seen no, this I'd before. No, i never seen it. Oh, okay. Had you seen it? It jogged memories, but I can't say. Oh, okay, because my first uh, awareness of this movie was from an SNL sketch, so I never saw that. <laughs> I hadn't seen the movie yet, yet, but there was this hilarious SNL sketch where Christopher Walken was the host, and I didn't realize they were parodying this movie. And it was like this whole thing where he would touch people, but the whole joke was that he would know like very banal things that were going to happen to them. Like he would just be like, <laughs> like "This sounds familiar." You're going to leave a cup of coffee. <laughs> you should go get it. It's there. You know, and they would be like, thank you, I guess. But it was like, he would have these like very dramatic reactions and it was super funny to me. And then I think on TV or something like years later, I was like, Oh, that's that movie. And I've always been a fan of his first before I, I, I've gotten into Cronenberg like over the years and I'm a big fan of his, but that name like meant nothing to me when I first saw this movie. It was more like, oh, it's a Christopher Walken movie. And I always thought he was like a really great underrated actor who sort of gets a lot of like, you know, comedy mimicking stuff going on. But I actually think he's like a very compelling actor when he's given like the right part. So, yeah. And I think it's, this is one of his you best know, I was roles. Gonna say, I, I feel like it's, it's hard to disassociate um, him from, you know, the parodies of him now. Yeah. Um, and I think it's actually hardest for me to disassociate because I think the first thing I ever saw him in was Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh, which is yeah. One of the craziest fucking <laughs> scenes in any movie I've ever seen. Right, right. Like, right. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he was clearly used in that movie to be sort of like an air quotes Christopher Walken situation. So I think, yeah, I think that movie started the kind of, oh, we're going to use him sort of ironically or play against his persona and his unusual way of speaking and all this sort of stuff, which is fine. I mean, like, sometimes that stuff works. Like, I think that role works. And then there have been other movies where I feel like, okay, he's sort of, like, debasing himself and, you but know. It just mm -hmm. works so perfectly, though. Yeah, That's yeah. What I, lo I love that character. Right. Because he's just, like, this this madman who's trying to have this earnest talk with a child and it's just like these like super intense <laughs> right. focused eyes just telling this insane story yeah. it's like well he's so wonderful. good at comedy because he never until lately where i feel like now he's sort of more winky and, and on the joke or whatever but i feel like back then he just played everything super straight and you never like he's telling this insane story to your point but it's so serious to him that it makes it super funny um but yeah anyways so should we do a plot breakdown? You can do it. <laughs> Go for it. What, me? All right. Essentially, Christopher Walken plays... Uh, Johnny Smith. John, John Smith. Yeah. Which, Unreal. Did, did any yeah, of you guys amazing. have like the room flashbacks when people were like, Johnny? Oh, Johnny. <laughs> I just like... I there was that one moment where he's like crying. Remember that? <laughs> After Sarah walks away and that kid... And it's completely 80 yard. Oh, like, yeah. Like that yeah, kid yeah. is talking to him. Oh, God. And he's like... Yeah. He's like, Johnny, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Johnny, 
and I'm like, oh my god, this is that. That was the worst scene in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which well, so we're we'll get into some of that sort of like weird hyper stylized. Like it's got a lot of pieces or like elements of like a '50s melodrama. I thought. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, and I was kind of interested in in wondering about that. So just like the essential premise of the movie for those of you who haven't seen it is that Christopher Walken gets in a car accident, wakes up with the power to. It sort of knows a few different things powers. about yeah. <laughs> we can differentiate between the powers. It's like one, he he sees people's futures mostly related to how they're going to die. That's a one thing. He also well, is, he, is able to see the past. It right seems like, at certain he, points, yeah. He just seems like he sees important things about people's future. Yeah, that's I would say a way yeah. To put it. yeah, and important things about people's pasts. Yeah. And I suppose important things about people's present because he also sees where the doctor's mom is living and gives him. Yeah, and uh, and the first thing he sees is is the nurses that the nurse's daughter is currently in a house that's on fire. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, and essentially what there, I, I almost want to say there are two halves to this movie. It was a little bit like Logan's Run in that way because we just did that on the on the most previous episode. In that there's like a real break point in the middle of the movie where it sort of changes direction pretty hard. Yeah, I want it becomes to touch more episodic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to t- also touch on that. We can return to that though, but uh, I feel like all Steve. I've never read a Stephen King book. But I feel like all the movies I've seen by him are very disjointed in that way. Like they seem to like be it's like the act structure is something weird about it where it's just like something happens and then like something later that's related to it that's like completely removed. Like the plot doesn't continue through the acts. It just like it's almost like part one, part two. Yeah, I agree with that movie with with this movie. Yeah, definitely in this movie. In it, yeah, I was thinking about it in that way. I mean, uh, not like The Shining because it was you know not the shining yeah not the shining because kubrick sort of like smoothed it out a bit i think but i don't know i i always wonder that about his books because i've never read one either have any of us i I mean i read the shining because it's my favorite movie and so i was always sort of like oh i want to see how the book compares or whatever and and my sense of like i know a lot of people who are hardcore huge fans of his and, and my sense of it is that his books are all these just ginormous tombs that get like really into the weeds with character details and backstories and histories and things, which I'm sure are like fine. But then when you're doing a film, you're like, well, I need to make this like more palatable. So I think what you're getting at, I think is a symptom of like these filmmakers trying to include some elements of the book and like parts that they're like, well, people are going to want to see that scene. Right. But then, you know, it ends up creating a situation. It doesn't necessarily bother me because I like a lot of adaptations of his films, but even the ones I like, they all have these little like sidesteps. So like misery or like Shawshank Redemption is all like little sidesteps to like side stories. And that's then you, true. You still have like the through line of like Tim Robbins is trying to escape or whatever, but there's that whole subplot with like the young rockabilly dude who comes to the prison. And oh like, yeah. There's all, and it's like, I'm sure in the book, Oh, I think that was a short story, but I'm sure in all, like in the book, I know in it, there's like a million backstories. Like that book is like, maybe almost like a thousand pages. It, it it's something like, like insane. Yeah, it's insane. Um, and which is why I guess now they've made the wise choice to split it into two movies. And obviously they're going to make more money that way. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it, it's never bothered me with this movie. Cause I, I personally have always been very moved by the central conceit, which is to me, I don't get hung up on the semantics of like how his power works. To me, it's more interesting of like, he has now been blessed, cursed with this weird ability. He also like this woman that he was very much in love with has, you know, left him while he was in a coma for like another dude. And that is just very like 
fascinating and soul crushing to me. Yeah, that is heartbreaking. So, and I find that his performance on that level always gets to me. It's yeah. just it's very it's very raw, and I feel like when I'm watching this movie, I always think like, how would I handle that? And like, how would I? I don't know both things because I I don't believe in any psychic stuff, and yet. I do believe there are all these weird phenomena that people can't explain and people seem to have abilities or at least in certain moments they have visions or they think they have visions and that kind of shit is also interesting to me but but yeah well, anyways. you mentioned it it is kind of rare in the movies that we watch for this podcast for people to like protagonists to act in terms like uh, react in ter- for relationships like in, in love in a way that is feels real or like makes sense or is compelling. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. that's that's a rarity. Yeah. It, it that one hit me hard. Like he yeah. actually which I was kind of surprised cuz he's such a strange actor right. to be like, "Oh, fuck." Like well, you're I mean, me I don't know if you've this. ever seen The Deer Hunter, but that was obviously like the movie that broke him and he won the Oscar for it or whatever. And that's another performance that like has a crazy arc because he's sort of, you know, is like yeah. this innocent and he goes to war and then he by the end of it he becomes like quote unquote creepy Christopher Walken, but like you know, he's like a very broken person throughout that movie, and it's a very like effective performance. And he's very good in Catch Me If You Can or whatever. Like, there's oh, these like love individual in movies where he's clearly like, oh, I'm mean, gonna really act in this one. And then there's a bunch of other ones where he's like, I'm gonna give you like my weird Christopher Walken yeah. energy, which is also fine. But I think um, for me, like this performance is much like more kind of compelling than what he usually is doing because this is the most like an actual person in any movie I've ever seen him in. <laughs> and I think that's sort of interesting, but um, he also is strange in it as well. Like some of the line readings are really funny to me. Like when right. he's like, the ice is going to break or whatever, like that oh, always yeah. makes me that laugh, is... but like, it's also a good part, you know? There's some, there are some really good lines in this. It's like, that's a nice tree you got out front. Spruce, can I help you? <laughs> well, that's that's, <laughs> that's such saying. a New England conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so like 50s melodrama to me. There yeah. were so many elements of that. And I was like, I was trying to think about it because it, it reminded me a lot of like David Lynch as yeah. well and other Cronenberg films. You're and, familiar with Douglas Sirk, right? It's like a Douglas Sirk movie, but with like body horror. <laughs> is that, yeah, yeah. Is that all that heaven allows? Yeah, is that, exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, exactly. So it had that kind of vibe. And I was like, what is the obsession? And then I was like, I guess these directors grew up like this was their childhood. And like Stephen King also yeah. grew up in the 50s. So I was like, is that where this sort of like they understood the otherness of this at the time that this like kind of patina over everything of like, we're all pitching in man goes to work. Yeah, I guess I get the David Lynch reference because it does have that small town where like really fucked up stuff is going on behind the scenes because that whole subplot with the police uh, officer and living with his mom who like apparently knows he's like murdering people. Yeah, well, yeah. that wallpaper <laughs> was enough to like, I walked in the house or when, when he walks in the house, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, of course this person's a serial killer. Yeah, look at yeah. that. Look at the decoration in here. Yeah. You get the famous opening scene of um, Blue Velvet where they're just like, it's like this like uh, idealized 50s suburban right, town right. and they just like pan into the grass and it's, like two beetles struggling to the death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this movie opens so with like, they're, they're this very sweet, innocent, chaste couple. Like it's the most cliched thing of like the school teachers who are dating and like they could not be more wholesome. Like she's like, come inside. And he's like, oh, like it can wait until tomorrow. It and it's like such a sweet little thing. I mean, again, some people would say it's it's corny or hokey or whatever, but I, I don't know. I think because it's Cronenberg, I find it more interesting. Like I feel like he's trying to do something different than what he had done previously. 
and clearly this is like a little bit more of like a mainstream thing for him but then there'll be stuff like the martin sheen character which i'm also obsessed with yeah. and so he is a know. real hard i'm sorry to interrupt yeah. no, but no, like no. he's a hard precursor to trump right yeah like, that's that's the other reason i picked this because um uh, after yeah. he was like i think right, i put that in my right notes. before definitely the, reminded me of it yeah. yeah like right before i i do it like a movie blog for my own amusement and right before the election that was like the post i wrote i was just like this i just had watched it at the time and i was like oh like this is definitely like a weird proto trump character um which is now more scary at the time it was just like oh this is like it's like watching network you know when yeah. it came out my parents were like oh everybody thought what a crazy over the top comedy and now <laughs> it's just like oh that's the world we live in like now it's a tongue hour oh yeah, god exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, even, I mean, to me, the the weirdest thing, and I know this is sort of strange, and I was talking to Carolyn about it, and she was like, I think that's like, you're reading a little too much into it. It was like, so, and again, for for viewer listeners who haven't seen the movie, the second half of it, so the first half of this movie, Christopher Walken is basically chasing down a serial killer. Um, and then, then that resolves rather quickly, and that was kind of a surprise, because I thought, I don't know if you guys... That was like just, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it was just 20 like, minutes. Sort of, it's it's very really, episodic. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. That, that bugged me for some reason. I'm not sure why. I just felt like, I don't know. Well, it, it, it was like it was like bumpy. It was a bumpy. It ride. happened, and then it, I the it resolved. This. It resolved incredibly quickly, <laughs> yeah, right? It just, it, it's like go look at this person who's dead. Oh, the person who killed her is right there. Yeah, <laughs> and running right. away. Kick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, like, to me, that was the most Cronenberg <laughs> moment in the movie was yeah. when he he evading the police oh, like no kills himself with a pair of scissors in the mouth <laughs> that that was i oh, think that, the most yeah so awesome so <laughs> horrifying. also i i will never hear the word gazebo again without <laughs> thinking of this movie it's like there's something so weird about that scene <laughs> when you yeah it's so creepy that it feels like a david lynch moment because it's such a weird scene and it plays out like uncomfortably long and yeah i mean yeah i that i mean that that one there's that one and then there's the subplot where he's tutoring this kid who his dad like wants him to i guess be a right. jock and that it's time to thing. man you up and then yeah and then there's, that's where the ice situation happens and then i guess yeah. that segues into martin sheen like entering the right. movie when I, mean, I thought that was going to come back in some way like i thought that christopher Walken's character was going to like call that guy <laughs> who who's you know son that he's, he basically saved his son's life right yes, but it yes. just never comes back yeah, yeah that's fair just, things are just sort of like left um like he gets <laughs> well he, he gets shot by the psycho killer's mom and like the next scene he's like bullet went right through me <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, that's it that's all we get <laughs> yeah it's over he's like so you're alive <laughs> yes and the bullet went right through me can we please move on to the, the yeah. ice thing now <laughs> So, so essentially, the, the climax the movie builds toward is um, that Christopher Walken has a vision of this kind of like local populist where I was like, Martin Sheen is running for a Senate on a third party ticket. I was like, what fucking planet are we living on that a third party candidate? Maine. That to me was the, the least oh, yeah. realistic like thing in this movie. He's like a proto the page is yeah. what he is. I didn't even think about that. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was sort of like, I can believe the psychic powers. Like, I'm sure that there are people out there and we can talk a little bit about that. But I was like, no, a third party candidate? I don't think so. I mean. Well, also, his, like, his populism was so hilariously weird because he was like yeah, very right. angry and accusatory it was all kind of like you're lazy <laughs> losers and yeah, look at the person next to you are you, pr- are you proud of it yeah why aren't you at work <laughs> Honestly, right now <laughs> I, I don't think it's like that wild of a straight like it's sort of what Trump would do it was it, he would make it more like blaming somebody else but he would still go before a crowd and be like 
you guys look at you. You got nothing. Like he would yeah. go to black right. <laughs> communities right. and be like, you're living in hell. I mean, then <laughs> he would turn it to like, you know, and it's the Democrats fault or whatever, but it's still this weird, like heartless thing. It's not even like I'm going to deliver something for you. So it's like weirdly pulling yourself up from your bootstraps, but also then like being a demagogue at the same time. Yeah, it's like I'm the only person who understands where the bootstraps are. (laughs) Well, yeah, the thing is, uh, it's the factors into the victim. So it's like serial victim complex, which is weirdly something that the right turns around and like, you know, always accuses. Uh, mm-hmm. liberals of, of engaging in but snowflake ex- exactly but just like <laughs> is very much exactly what trump yeah. does which is uh, so it's like the you know the reason that so many places which are you know so dependent on the government's teat vote so re- reliably republican is a resentment of that fact mm-hmm. like it's like um they're like ashamed yeah it's it's it it i'm sure i'm sure yeah. that a lot of it's motivated by shame um, huh. and, uh, because this is like, it's deeply cause they're being told, um, you know, part of this is like, is, uh, I think prior to this, like this mass culture of Fox news of like, you know, welfare shaming, like, you know, uh, you should be ashamed to be reliant on anybody but yourself. And you know, some of that goes into the Protestant work, that work ethic, getting a little bit of a tangent here, but it is. What Martin Sheen says is like very believable. Like it's like I, I it's like it was a, compelling. It's like, it's like a weirdly on point mm-hmm. impression is, yeah. of what like a psychopathic populist what their yeah. message. Yeah, it's would quite be. good. Yeah, actually, yeah. I also like that his uh, like he has his own Stephen Miller. He has like that oh, dude that who's guy. like his enforcer. <laughs> I wrote in my notes that he was his Halderman. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good comparison too. I guess Halderman actually would like do the dirt i feel like steven miller like he would freak out oh he he's like, too much michael, of a michael pussy. cohen yeah he oh, is michael, michael cohen, cohen. yeah yeah i love that <laughs> so michael cohen was awesome did you notice like, i hope they send him to big boy jail that's all this I'm is saying. like a weird sidebar but did you notice that steven miller like immediately got rid of the like spray hair because like <laughs> he did that one interview where he had like a full <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> twitter lost its shit <laughs> right, over that. it's like it's so i mean whatever you there's a lot of things to say about the current administration but the fact that they're so insanely beholden by the second to what social media and Fox News says about them that clearly it was like they made a few jokes on SNL and he was like gone. And the next interview, it was as if this patch of hair had never been there. And I just think that's wild. Like, I feel like if you're going to go there, you got to commit. So sort yeah. of like how Stalin airbrushed people out of photographs, <laughs> Stephen Miller airbrushed his hair <laughs> off like, of his head. He's going to have like God. a mustache one day and then it's going to be gone the next day. It's just going to be like musical oh. chairs. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, so I, I was thinking about the, basically like, well, first of all, Martin Sheen so plays this sociopathic, you know, kind of populist politician, and Christopher Walken has a vision that he's going to initiate like a nuclear <laughs> strike. Yeah, it's super freaky. Which is just, yeah. Sorry, just again, I just want I I know I'm repeating myself here, but this is like the platform or whatever um, a Martin Sheen's character. However, that got written. That was like. Alexis de Tocqueville level of insight into like the American psyche. Yeah. I saw yeah. that and I like got the, those like cold chills inside your gut. I was like, Ugh, yeah, someone yeah, knows yeah. something, you know? Yeah. Maybe not what you'd expect from a movie like yes. wrote this yeah. screenplay. Some maybe fucking Canadian like saw the too right. well. And, and, and to your point about the like some parts not feeling resolved, like you could have done the whole film just with this plot line. I mean, it right. would be a bit, 
too close maybe to Manchurian Candidate, which is right. maybe why they, they didn't fully go there. Because it, like, especially that last sequence, like, I did think a lot about the, like, original Manchurian Candidate. Oh, yeah, it totally. echoes it a lot. But um, there's so much there to really milk, and you could just do, like, a whole political thriller. I mean, I did want to pose this question because I genuinely don't know the answer for me. But if you had his ability and you knew let's say that somebody let's not name any real people but somebody was going to do what martin sheen was going to do would you be like i need to take this dude out or would you just be like whatever i, I, I wouldn't would. do either <laughs> i love you I mean, what's the other option <laughs> well the other option is you report it to the well you tr- <laughs> <laughs> well the psych the psychic police i thought it was a little like uh, over the top that he just oh, was sure. like, let's kill it. Th- let me just kill this guy. Yeah. Like, like there are, there are other options. There are a lot of people who like believe that this guy is a real psychic. Right. 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 So like he can go to them and be like, Hey guys, I That's had true. this, you know, some people will believe him and they can try to do something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, so funny, I guess, no, but I guess my original thinking was like, him. let's, let's see if he gets close to yeah. the presidency and then, you know, like, you can start thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I guess at that point you have a lot more security. So maybe, maybe, maybe I yeah. see what he's thinking. Can you thinking. imagine a cut of this movie where all like the visions are taken out and just Christopher Walken <laughs> being a, being a maniac? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Think about it. Yeah. Well, oh man. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> well, for the record, I'd, I'd, I'd kill him. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I would kill him. I would Without fucking, I, yeah. Me. So like when they have the by any means necessary. They, yeah, by so any the, means the Hitler conversation, like same thing, like you know, you kill Hitler as a baby. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would. I mean, <laughs> with zero remorse. Do you remember? This is such a. But there's sidebar. there's a third option. I just <laughs> you know. But hang on, uh, really quickly. I want to go on record we, as don't kill babies. <laughs> yeah. I, before we even get to that, I I wanted to talk to to you guys about this because this is something that I posed to yeah. Sam a long time ago, and this was my and Sam's magneto professor x moment mm-hmm. where so i've got in my Does notes that mean you're both dorks yes <laughs> <laughs> well because i so for years i always wondered about the trope of like the mortal enemies locked in this like death conflict mm-hmm. that used to be best friends that's something that sort of like i can't really understand a world where like if you and i hung out all the time and then one day you know we had a shared vision for the future <laughs> and then we had some debate over it and then all of a sudden it's like no no we actually have to murder each other yeah um and so I was like, where the fuck does that come from? And then Sam and I were talking about this actual historical document, the Einstein Sillard letter, which we talked a bit about in the Godzilla episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You weren't there for that. <laughs> I won't take responsibility for that. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. So so basically when uh, this, this scientist Sillard, so like when nuclear fission was sort of being experimented with and, and conceptualized, and Alan, feel free to correct me on this stuff. Will do. Stand by for correction. Yeah, he's got his red pen out. Basically, this guy, this guy Sillard, um, wrote this letter that was essentially like, "Hey, so we've been wondering what would happen if you successfully split an atom, and like we kind of have figured it out, and it's weaponizable, and it's highly likely that Germany is working on this right now." And he got Einstein to sign that letter, and they sent it to Roosevelt, and that was the beginning of the Manhattan Project. And so, like, to me, that seemed to me to be like a choke point in history where you could stop an entire trajectory that humankind has gone down by. And Einstein said it himself. He was sort of like, yeah, if I have regrets, probably signing that letter is one of them. 
mm-hmm. or like participating in this is one of them. Um, and Would you kill Einstein? And, well, like, <laughs> and that tongue photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, and marrying my cousin. And right. Because then there's that thing of like, again, I know these like time travel movies, like you can do this all day, but there's that thing <laughs> of like, if you do this one thing, does that then create like a domino effect? Like I've always been obsessed with Back to the Future 2. Oh, yeah. Because of that. Like I love the dark universe 1985 where like Biff is like Trump and he's got that casino and there's like a black family in Marty McFly's house. Like, I'm just like, Oh, that's kind of like a fun (laughs) conceit to play with of like, Oh, if you tip this one thing, like everything else goes. So I'm like, if you do kill baby Hitler or Martin Sheen, like, does that, potentially create bad things later like we may never get this work of art because of hitler dying yeah yeah oh god should i something even or or something just even worse happens i mean it's possible right right? well and that's that was sam's argument but anyway so yeah to to get to that i was like to me at that moment why did einstein sign that letter when he could have written a very different letter that said hey we figured out this technology is is weaponizable here are the 30 other people with minds that are capable of figuring this out at this point find them and get them to join us or kill them have a nice day mr president Hmm. like to me that's the beginning of a whole other narrative and a whole other history of the future Mm -hmm. right and and sam again dug in and was like you're a fucking fascist man and i was like i guess i am all right now like see see you later beginning see you later charles xavier i'm i'm (laughs) off to found my brotherhood of evil mutants fuck how's that going I mean, I finally had sex, <laughs> so that was that was a plus. Yeah, it's kind of overrated. I, feel. I thought it was better than I expected. Oh, it was okay. Well, I was awake, you know. Oh, mm. you should try that. All yeah. right. Um, cool. I'm lying, guys. I've never had sex. <laughs> um, I mean, there are many people in history who were like friends and then virgins. Like many, many virgin. History is riddled with virgins. Uh, yeah, <laughs> with people who sort of have fa- had falling yeah, outs. Yeah, yeah, had falling outs and like never spoke again. So Christopher Walken does succeed in interceding in Martin yeah. Sheen's election. I also thought Spoiler that the, alert. the parallel, oh yeah, um, the parallel between Sheen's helmet that he wears everywhere that's like the... And the MAGA hats. And the MAGA hat. You noticed that too? I was sort of Absolutely, like... Absolutely, the hard hat. Oh yeah, the hard hat. I yeah, was like, yeah. whoever wrote this movie saw the future clearly this movie was Whoa, written by christopher walken <laughs> yeah oh. exactly <laughs> to wake us the fuck up gonna kill Trump. <laughs> I, should, I should send him this podcast wow. be like so, so, if trump lifted up a baby and to try I, and stop bullets people would be like okay what, do you, what would you I do i'm obsessed <laughs> with that scene and I, I that is literally what made me be like he's trump because i really believe he would do that oh he would 100 percent do that. like the only like I there's a lot of politicians that I despise and I think are horrible human beings, but I don't think they would use a child as a human shield. Very few people are despicable on the level that Donald Trump yeah. Trump is, and that is is prior to him <laughs> running for president. I feel like yeah. Trump and, and maybe Giuliani would oh. use a child as a human <laughs> shield. <laughs> so, Giuliani might use his own child, <laughs> knowing uh, his history. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I wouldn't actually be if he did use his son. I wouldn't be that mad at him. I'd say, "Ayo, yeah." It's like, could you also? I, like, that, I hope I, the, I thought I went too far, <laughs> and I knew Raph would come right in and be like, "You know what? It wouldn't be a shame, though." That's so yeah. prick. <laughs> like, could you also I'd use Stephen Miller? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. So I was. 
So in it's funny that I, you know, like sort of, I guess that was the conversation I had a feeling we were going to have. And I was, I wrote down a bunch of other sort of like choke points because I was sort of like thinking about, to me, I, I don't know how many, I feel as though we've been living in like the, the dark 1985 <laughs> for a long time, right? Like it wasn't, it, to, to me, like my first experience of this was after the 2000 election was like literally, you know somebody on fox news came on the air and was like no florida hasn't been you know didn't go for gore in fact it went for trump and then reality bent Wait, to meet dude. that statement push yeah push oh sorry <laughs> what'd you say i said trump oh well yeah it's all the same, it's, it's it's all the same right and it's like <laughs> it's like it's like the, the the nameless tormentor demon who like keeps like inhabiting these souls like <laughs> azazel <laughs> right. yeah but you're, you're saying to your mind that that was the beginning of people saying like black is white and just sort of being like no and accepting it yeah that was yeah. the end of like for some reason like yeah reality bent for me in that moment and i was like i felt like i was having a, like a philip k dick kind of like schizophrenic break with reality where i'm like okay there's another world that is the right world that I'm not in, but the right world is speaking to me to remind me that we're in the wrong world, but I don't know how to fix this problem. So I guess I'll just keep doing this. Okay. Mm. Like, so yeah, I don't know that the, the financial crisis also you thought felt the right way. world was speaking to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, I had a really random thought, but I do feel like there's one really interesting missed opportunity. Again, maybe it would have just been like a whole nother episodic thing and i don't know if this is in the book but i'm kind of like bummed that he never shook the hand of the dude who stole his girl because i kind of want to feel like what if he sees that that dude like sucks and then he has an excuse to take that guy out oh yeah right seems like a missed opportunity also when she (laughs) we didn't even talk or he's awesome or he shakes his hand and they're just having like amazing sex (laughs) (laughs) oh i understand Congratulations. Uh, either way, it's good. <laughs> really well endowed. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I did think it was weird like every time every time he shook somebody's hand, I was waiting for something to hap- for something to happen and sometimes nothing sometimes happens, right? Happen. He's just shaking someone's hand. And you hand. could play it as like that Long Island medium thing where she's like sometimes I just don't get a reading. I don't feel it, you know. Right. But I've never seen Long Island oh, medium. Oh, it's very funny. I mean, I don't I've never watched the show, but I've seen like YouTube clips of her and she's just hilarious. She does this thing where she'll constantly keep reminding the audience that she's a medium. So she'll <laughs> do something and she'll be like, "And you know, I know that cuz I'm a medium. I'm a medium. <laughs> I'm the Long Island medium. That's what I am." Some people know? said I could have read that this morning on Facebook but I didn't. I'm medium. <laughs> medium. Yeah, it's like or, a punctuation medium. for <laughs> Kim Kardashian's new diet pills don't work. Medium. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's crazy about the handshaking thing, and it gets like one of those just like movie things that you just accept, but obviously you're supposed to just believe that he's just holding his people's hands for like an insanely uncomfortable long period <laughs> right. of time. Because the first time he meets Martin Sheen in like he gets the, the zap or whatever, he's holding like he's one of them is like a campaign event where he's clearly like walking down oh, the line. Yeah. And if then, to your point about the movie was like a crazy, just Christopher Walken <laughs> is crazy. He's just holding like just <laughs> handmaid's hand and like won't let go and twitching. Someone do a remix. Take those, take yeah. the flashbacks, take the flash forward, the uh, the clairvoyant scenes out. I, see I, what the movie I, looks and this like. is I really upsetting. I mean, I do enjoy <laughs> playing with that. It's like it's one of the reasons I love The Shining where it's like there's a way you can view that movie in which all everything that's happening is in their minds or whatever. And I do feel like 
you could argue like this dude is having like a psychic break because he's obviously been through a trauma, this car accident and being in a coma and then his like love of his life, like leaving him. Like he may be just manifesting all these visions to like cope with the fact that his whole life has like passed before his eyes. Um, There's a way to like do it that way. It's just very depressing. Or his his headaches. Yeah. You know, it could be a, a, a brain tumor. I also thought that, yeah, he was going to somehow, like, I thought that the plot was going to bend into a thing where he was implicated in crimes because he knew about them. Like, I thought that uh, was where Yeah, was they did go. play a little bit with, like, people viewing him as a freak, which I thought was, like, an interesting direction. There's so many ways. I mean, I guess that's why they eventually made a TV show out of it, which I never saw. But it is, like... If somebody really did seem to have these abilities, like people would find them frightening and yeah. would want them like put away. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm wondering when the government's going to show up. Yeah, or yeah. when yeah, the make CIA him, like, is gonna... a weapon. Yeah, yeah. Also, there's a lot of weird like crime scene stuff. You know, like mishandling oh, crime yeah, scenes. Where, yeah, when they're just it's like, like oh, come on up corp. here. Everybody, <laughs> check out this body we found. <laughs> Crowd around. You fondle this corpse, Mr. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Insane Psycho. one of my favorite Simpsons bits. When Wiggum was like, no, crowd around, crowd around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, there's a scene where they give him like the pack of cigarettes and they're like, what can you see on this? And it's like, well, I just ruined these as evidence. Well, like, look, they're yo- yeah. local yokels and they don't know. Right. They probably don't there's have a reason they haven't solved the crimes and it's not because the deputy is the murderer. Murderer. Yeah, Tom Skerritt smoking weed and like, oh, there's a murder. All da- right. Yeah. Dallas from, from the Alien movie. Oh, He's God. way too chill. He's way too chill. He's just like, oh, get that psychic guy. Maybe uh, this. Yeah. But that, that sure killer is killing that's a lot a, of people yeah. for oh, yeah. like small He's town in or like wherever. Creepy. In he like a, a gazebo a that's like very visible in the middle of the day. Gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Skerritt goes up to this guy's house. He says, a nice tree you got in front spruce spruce <laughs> well can i help you <laughs> he's just like it's called the boston it's a, conversation it's raft. Like, come on it's so rapid fire it's, it's, it's a spruce can i help <laughs> who are you why are you in my house you want to see the, my, my fur in the bat <laughs> my larch <laughs> yeah i don't know so uh, was there other i mean what other stuff i have a really good christopher walken story we can talk about um, but yeah, you had a Christopher Walken story that I desperately want to hear before oh. I pee. So. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. So, <laughs> so like twelve years ago, I uh, an ex girlfriend of mine used to work at the Uno's Pizzeria on is it 80th Street? It's the one near your parents' house. Wait, that seriously? Yeah, 81st in Columbus. That's right, on 81st in Columbus. I hate that place. And she always had the closing shift, so I would like go up there and and just like hang out. And I don't know, I didn't feel like for whatever reason. <laughs> like, the Uno's around the corner yeah, from <laughs> yeah, from your parents' house, um, and you know, I was like just ridiculously broke, and I just didn't feel like getting wasted at the bar of Uno's, like waiting for my girlfriend to get off work. So I like took a walk around the block, and there's like a shitty deli on 80th in Columbus. On Andy's, the, yeah, Andy's Deli, and so I like walked in there, and it was just me. It must have been like you know twelve thirty one in the morning, and it was just me. And Christopher Walken. <laughs> and I, I wish I could do a better impression of him because he was ordering a sandwich from the deli counter. This sounds like a dream that I had. <laughs> and, and he's like, tell me what kind of cheese you guys have. He was like, Gouda, is it good? Uh, all right, put that on there. And I was just like, you, you you're gotta, running a Husker. One of those like, people why are you ordering boar's head? Yeah, he's like, is your Gouda good? And yeah it's great yeah it's great I don't know if you, did you ever see and, there was once sorry to interrupt but once he was on conan years ago <laughs> and he was like 
he I want to host a cooking show. Like he really <laughs> said like he wanted and he was like very sincere. And of course Conan was like like producers out there like make this happen and like it never did, but I feel like I I want that to exist. Like just him like just naming foods. Not even making anything, just listing things. Like, <laughs> yeah. <you know>, Rye. <laughs> like, just like, just going. And then we're like, okay, commercial. But like, yeah, anyway, sorry. Well, no. Story. So then this this wasted frat bro walked into the deli <laughs> oh, God. and is like, oh my God, dude, dude, dude. dude. You're in Wedding Crashers. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So and I was like, God. I was like, oh God, I just came in here to get a Twix bar. <laughs> so like, yeah, I was like, oh, nobody, nobody interact, please. Just yeah, everyone yeah. leave each other alone. And the frat bro's like tapping me on the shoulder. He's like, come on, he was in Wedding Crashers. Oh dick, my dick. God. And finally, no jury would have convicted you if you killed that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, I was just like, I was like, oh yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Of course I had. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> it's your favorite movie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> finally, he, the frat bro like buys his beer and leaves and and I'm like, you know, whatever. I get my Twix bar and I'm paying for it and Christopher Walken gives me this look and he's like, can you believe this guy? <laughs> <laughs> nice. You had a moment. Yeah, we had a moment. And that was, that's my story. Yeah, it's like your meat cute. Yeah. The other right. thing about Christopher Walken I'm obsessed with, because like, uh, I, he used to be, he was on that inside the actor's studio show and I watched his and he, the reason he talks that way uh, in movies and I guess in life, but he removes all the punctuation from his scripts. <laughs> so like he'll go in and like things will be in italics, but they want, they'll, they'll want him to accentuate a word or commas. Right. And he'll just say like, I'm not going to do any of that. Like, I'm going to say it the way I, which I think is so cool because it's like, he'll have these like very strange line readings that you just don't, it, like it, it kind of creates like an off kilter thing. Right. That's kind of fun to watch. Like you don't go into like a movie with Christopher Walken and, and you're like, Oh, he's going to hit like certain beats. Like there's actors I like where you're like, Oh, they're going to be like the classic explosion where they have a meltdown or whatever. <laughs> um, and with him, it's just like, I never know what he's going to do in any way. Some movies he's just like, doesn't seem like he's knows what movie he's in and he just <laughs> wandered onto the set and was like doing stuff. And other times he's like more engaged or whatever. Uh, but I think he's a national treasure. I love that guy. Hopefully he hasn't done anything horrible and I'll have to scratch him off the list of people I like. <laughs> I mean, he may but, have killed someone, right? Oh my God, you're right. The Natalie Wood thing. No, he's oh, innocent. He's yeah, innocent. he's innocent. He was Robert just Wagner on, though. Yeah. I just listened to a whole podcast about that. Oh, really? Ooh, boy. That is a story for another day. That's yeah. the whole thing where, you know, this. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the story of how she fell off the boat and yeah. they don't know whether... Yeah, uh, it sounds yeah. like she didn't fall off no boat. Yeah, of, right. I mean, and they're doing the a fuck? they're doing a like a podcast, like a whole they podcast. Did one, on it, yeah, right? I mean, it was very oh, trashy. just one episode. No, no, it was like a ten part thing. I, oh, it was okay. like yeah. very trashy and very kind of predisposed to like convict Robert Wagner, but it was still very entertaining to me. Mm. Oh yeah, um, I mean, it's a, it's such a horrible thing, but she couldn't swim and. She apparently was like had a thing with Christopher Walken, and, yeah, and that was Robert Wagner was jealous, and Christopher Walken had gone to bed, and the, the last that she was seen, she had been fighting with Robert Wagner, and then she like, and she couldn't swim, and she miraculously was like found drowned or whatever. But. I am asking, gonna ask a serious question: Is this Robert Wagner, the mayor of New York City? No. <laughs> okay. This is I like, don't know uh, who this yeah. is. Yeah. No, it's, you, you're not like un- weird to not know who he is. He was like a very. He was. I'm trying to think of like the best equivalent to today. He was sort of like a pretty boy actor. Like he wasn't particularly good. He he didn't have any like iconic role. Like she, of course, like West Side Story, Rebel, Rebel Without a Cause. Like she's like baby. an icon, but he was sort of like her like on again, off again paramour. 
And but he was apparently like listening to this podcast. Apparently, like when she was in a movie with Warren Beatty, he was like, "I like bought a gun and I was gonna like go oh, kill Warren wow. Beatty." And he wrote this in his memoirs. This dude's got like a screw loose. He just yeah. looks like a Ken doll, well, so nobody like takes it too seriously. But. He mm-hmm. plays number two. Oh, yeah. in the Austin <laughs> That's Powers his most movie. Memorable That's like role the the one oh, that millennials really? will remember him for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's been in other stuff. He's I'm been trying in a to million think things, in. but he's just not. You know, he's in a very funny episode of Seinfeld where he's like plays the Mickey's oh, Bear, and yeah, the, there's a whole anti-dentite that. episode. You, you <laughs> You're anti- a rabid anti-dentite. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> You're totally right. Um, anyways, stupid tangent, but I don't think Christopher Walken is a murderer. <laughs> that was the takeaway. <laughs> yeah, he's not a murderer. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, we like you. Christopher Walken, come on the podcast. We'll yeah, talk dude, about... If you did murder someone, it's probably someone bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't prosecute. Get. Oh, my God. That'd be oh, so man. Cool. Yeah. Uh, do we want right. to let Adam pee, or do yeah, we do the round yeah, table? Okay, cool. No, no, no. Let's do do it. I can no, no, no. I, I got to pee as well. Let's 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 pause it. <laughs> okay, let me give you a chance to think let's about the round table. Okay, let's all let's all pee. <laughs> oh, it just I, endorsements. I, I, we ask it, a, right? I ask a question. Oh, everyone. Yeah, we've been ending he with a rhetorical this. question. So it's not it's not we've been arguing about the definition of rhetorical because I'm an idiot. If you could, yeah. Yes, you are. If you could, we could, if you could go back in time, you don't have to kill anybody. <laughs> okay, just do one thing, just one thing. Go back in time and do one thing. What would it be? All right, <sighs> just go there. And you can go and hang out. You can go and punch something. Can I bring anything back? Kick a dinosaur. Sure. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. If I can bring anything back. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll get into it in a bit. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I guess. Wait, really? No, I, it's not a it's not yeah. a right answer. It's to yeah. spark discussion and tickle the imagination, the tickle <laughs> the balls, tickle the Hang balls on. of your imagination. <laughs> there, there definitely is a right like answer to this them. question. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Just, there, to flick like, the balls of your imagination just a little bit too hard. Yeah. There are like six right answers to this question. So maybe I'll give all of you guys your opportunity, and then I'm gonna come in and I'll show you what all the right answers to this question are. I'm, I'm sorry. All right, cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, I'll I'll go. I mean, I hate my answer, but um, because I I my first thought was like, oh yes, like I would love to stop slavery. But I mean, I don't feel like I personally, in one time travel trip, could change the course of history in any like really significant way. And so then I thought, well, if there if this could be a scenario where I could at least encounter myself theoretically, I would try to visit myself at a adolescent age when I'm just starting to give in to this kind of insecurity thing and I would really try to impress upon myself to not do that Um, and that is like the first thought that truly entered my mind because I'm like I'm not going to stop assassinations and wars and things like I'm just not that guy but maybe I could make myself a better person and then that small, that would be like a small victory. So that's that the is one beautiful that and profound and completely unexpected. Yeah. That's what I love about this. That, <laughs> I think it's a great answer. I'm happy I asked the question. I never in a million years would have even considered going back and doing something myself. Yeah, I was I was going to so say. I, I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, that is that actually is the right answer. I, I'm it's such great. a fucking Floored. turd. No, do yours. No, 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 Alan. Mine. He's like, fuck uh, Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> that, would be, I, that would be the best answer to come from him <laughs> ever. Awesome. I'm going to go fuck Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> Just run roughshod over history. <laughs> like this guy, 
Casanova was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is the best answer I can come up with. It's very pretentious. And I don't think I'd actually do that. I think I could probably come up with something better if I really had this power. But uh, I'm going to go with like going to uh, ancient Athens, just hanging out with a bunch of uh, philosophers. Fuck you. (laughs) Is that what you were going to (laughs) say? Fuck you. (laughs) Is that what yours was? Yeah, I would. First of all, I would want to see if Socrates is real. And second of all, I would like to talk to him. Yeah, I feel like that would be really the You'd most. Be like, which one of you are gonna blow me? Rats. Fuck How you! Because it's like That's no, amazing. no, no. It just like because <laughs> all this stuff like you can't change the course of history, and you, you, I don't, you, I doubt that I have the wisdom to choose adequately to do something that's the best for history. Yeah. Sure, you could kill kill Hitler, but then who knows what else is gonna happen? Yeah. I'll do something yeah. fun. I'll go to <laughs> fucking. I'll talk to fucking Socrates. Fuck you, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking more Plato, actually, and like the different schools at that time. Socrates is just one dude, right? Yeah, but he's the guy it's all based on. Yeah. You know, he's but the, he's he's the get, interlocutor. You get bored. He just keep asking you questions. Yeah, that's <laughs> just the whole point. Why? <laughs> why, Raph? Fuck all um. of you guys. I would go out and buy all of Van Gogh's work. Not all of it, but like five or six key pieces. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Bring it back. To or the or Jean-Michel Basquiat. Or yeah, exactly. Or Monet. I, right. I would, you know, I would get a nice solid. I guess so I would like go actually, to. I think it, it wouldn't work, actually. I would. Because they would carbon date it. And they'd be like, this is a year old. No, because <laughs> the, the chemicals would be the correct ones, I think. So you're basically uh, carbon I think, yeah, that's, that's what, when I heard you, I was that's like, God, I'm a, such an asshole. Or I would go back and I would write a bunch of hit songs that have been written now. I'd be like, hallelujah. Yeah, that, that was my jam. Did you ever see, okay, this is like a weird, well, you should do this one too, because I love this movie. Do you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? I have, yeah, it's okay. great. I love, love, love the idea that Rob Cordry just like takes credit for everything. Like he made, he made like iTunes, he made like every hit song. <laughs> it's such a stupid, funny idea, but like that's you. You're Rob Cordry and Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, <laughs> he has, like a full head of hair. Yeah. It's so awesome, and he never explained like how. Yeah, but he has like a full head of hair and like the alternative. <laughs> oh God, maybe tell myself like, yeah, when you know when your friends ask you to join Donald Glover's sketch comedy group. Like uh, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe do that one. Mm, but maybe. I don't know. I, I think he'd shiv you in the back sooner or later, just he, to like make it to the top. That's what they all do. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you know what? I would say if if you know you would go back in time and write "This is America." That's right. I would make that video. You'd make that video. I don't know. As yourself, your aster in that. Well, I mean, I, I love <laughs> these questions, and it's like it's it's super interesting to talk. I mean, this is like such a stupid thing to like bring race into it but i always think whenever these conversations happen i'm like there's every time before now was like a worse time to be a black person so i'm always like now's not great but like i'm always like oh like i love a lot of like the the pop culture of like the 60s and the 70s i wouldn't want to be there like that's terrifying for me oh yeah so it's like i whenever i think about that stuff i'm like oh that seems so quaint like this movie they're going back to the 70s but like uh it's kind of dicey well so. you, you go far back enough like yeah. you know they don't really have the same racial Concept hang-ups race, like that yeah. was like a mo- that was a a more modern advent that right was like right. A, it was pre-industrial but it was like you know p- post-mercantilist mm-hmm. had to do with the slave trade yeah but then the, the issue is like if i go too far back then it's like everybody's gonna reek 
That's the other yeah, thing. that's <laughs> something I think about like, all the yeah. time. Yeah, the breath gonna, is bad. They're not going to understand anything anybody's saying. Everybody's going to smell terrible. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I like to think forward. <laughs> I mean, future stuff is cool. But yeah. you can't go to the future. That's not part of the rules. <laughs> yeah. Rescinded. I thank you, Raph, for giving us an exercise that makes me hate myself more. <laughs> I'm surprised at how bad your answers are. <laughs> I was just like, well, no, I think yeah, I would go to Belle Epoque, Paris, and I would like, you know, buy a beautiful left bank apartment and like, you know, fill it full of amazing masters and then have it for myself as this weird sealed time capsule. Okay, that's different. That's better. You're not trying to get rich off of that. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were trying to get rich, no? He was. He I mean, was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's be real. Right. He went back in time to change his answer. Yeah. And now it's this, but it was like, yeah, it's definitely, I want to make money. Yeah, it's definitely to get rich, which is fucking horrible. Like, uh, no, yeah. I I, well, I thought about getting rich, and then I was like, I don't know if I really want to Well, honestly, when we were having rich. the whole psychic conversation, when I was a little kid, uh, you know, because when you're little, you're just like, oh, like... <laughs> like it's like that stupid thing when you're little. I don't know if you thought this, but I used to think like, oh, the president, he must be like the richest person in America. Yeah, sure. Totally. And so like whenever I would hear about psychics, I'd always be like, well, why aren't they all like billionaires many times over? Yeah, like, like why wouldn't the they lotto. just go to cas- I mean, the casino and put everything on black, you know, or whatever. <laughs> but like, it's just such an empty thing. Mm. Like at a certain point, it's just like, okay, cool. Like I'm super rich now, yeah. but I'm still the same I'm- person. Like, yeah. I don't think I'll be that different. Like, I'll still hate myself on some level, <laughs> even if I'm super rich. So it's like, yeah. Like well, there's that, that study, move. right, that shows that people who win the lottery are not happier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I can't imagine the, like, come down once you start thinking about how much you're actually getting. And then everybody around you is probably thinking, like, oh, now that you've won the lottery, you know, now you're going to get to do this, that, and the other thing. Anyway, we're rambling. but No, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I was... Just checking the levels. Good work. <laughs> Good work, everybody. Yeah. All right. Should we? <laughs> That'll do, pig. This was, yeah. This, this was way less upsetting than the time I asked everybody if they could convert to any religion, but, oh, they had, wow. but they had to practice it in an orthodox fashion. And I've refined it somewhat, <laughs> partly based on um, my wife bothering me incessantly about this. Uh, but you, it has to be something that has an orthodoxy. You can't convert to an orthodox firm form of unit- unitarianism <laughs> universalism you can't be an orthodox neo-wiccan pagan it's, you can't do it what was your answer catholicism oh, okay I like the music. I like the the <laughs> ritual. The <laughs> truth are very wine. pretty. The, that's yeah. So you, I mean, the ritual, you know, the saints and everything. It's very pretty. I always wanted to do the confession thing. That seemed really cool. Yeah, I'd go, I moved. <laughs> yeah. I moved to like Chart or something, and just like go do services in like the most beautiful building in the in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, the, or whatever in the West. Yeah, be cool. Yeah, that's I don't my know. answer. Mine, said Shinto. Mine was Shinto. I told him to look it up. And I did. And actually, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because like... What a comeback. <laughs> so Crack much a book it. open, you fucking stroons. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. You finish your point. Sorry. No, it was just like so much of like orthodox Shintoism was like shower, wash your hands, then you wash your hands again. And I was like, I fucking love this There's religion. There's a lot of hand washing. There's like yeah. a lot of hand washing yeah. and like looking at rocks. Are you a germaphobe? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was like, I was like, this is the religion for me. I, yeah, although yeah. I think that then they, you know, said some anti-gay shit and I was like, oh, fuck, I can't yeah, deal with this. Yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Organized religions will do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like and one of the few uniting my wife said, things. My wife said, Baha'i. And I was like, nope, look it up. Yeah, I looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I oh, looked really? into that years that ago. What's up with Baha'i? <laughs> Look it up. It's like the shortest oh boy. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll wait. 
Look it up. So, <laughs> Forty minutes of dead air while someone looks something up. <laughs> Told you. Yeah, behind, Baha'i, great. No, not great about the gays or drug use. I was because I looked into Baha'i a bunch yeah. of years ago when we were recording right. in Montreal, and Alden from the Unicorns was recording a record in the same studio, and he came through, and one of the engineers was like, "Oh yeah, you know, like, well, he's a very religious Baha'i," and I was like, "Huh, what's that?" And I like looked it up, and I was like, "This is cool. Like, I could see myself getting with this religion." And then it was like, no drug use, no homos, and I was like. I just want the option. Isn't it kind of like a combo of a lot of different religions? Yeah. You know, it's is? syncretism. What? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Lotus like, Temple in, in New Delhi is gorgeous. They have one in Utah too, which is fucking weird. Really? Yeah. Or somewhere. I don't know. I think it's <laughs> Sounds about right. One of those dates. Yeah. Um, what was Alan's? Alan wasn't. Uh, oh, no. I wasn't there for that one. Do you, you ask me what, what mine is now? Sure. I don't know. They all sound really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Being orthodox sounds hard. That's why it's a question. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I, I want to go with some form of Buddhism, I guess. I, I would urge you to look <laughs> that one up because you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. So a lot of people <laughs> say Zazen Buddhism, and I'm just like, nope, look that up. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of sitting. Yeah, it's like There's have a, a good time. Lot, a lot. <laughs> A lot of sitting, staring. No, yeah. no, Zazen Buddhism is like I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, yeah, that's too much sitting. What about like Lamaism, like Lamaist Buddhism in Tibet? I don't, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> what about Hare Krishna? I don't like that haircut. <laughs> Pass. If a bad haircut, so that's is another the worst. thing. That's another thing. <laughs> yeah, Adam, do you have one for us? No, I don't know enough about these religions to to pick one. I hate to be that guy, but I just I wouldn't want to say something that I know nothing about because I would need to look it up first, and I I'd like to do that. So next, <laughs> all right. they all I'll, have an, I'll have an answer the next time I'm here. I genuinely, uh, and this is ironic because my father's a minister, but I know what very little about. <laughs> yeah, I know very little about most religion. I never studied it really that closely. Um, a lot of these different sects and things you're mentioning, I've never heard of before. They sound interesting. Do you mind sharing um, what denomination? Or he was he's a Baptist minister. He's retired now, but that's what he was. Um, would yeah, you, and my you, mother uh, was Episcopalian, so I guess that okay. makes me that technically, because that's the rule. Huh? Um, you're supposed to be whatever your mother was. I didn't hear. I'm the, I'm well, I, I know school. Judaism is matrilineal. I didn't yeah. know. I thought. Yeah, Christ- I mean, maybe that's a black thing, but that's what I was told growing up. Um, I didn't ascribe to either. I've spent more time uh, going to the Baptist church just because by virtue of my father. I mean, he's, he was like a guest speaker at a lot of churches and then eventually uh, became pastor of his own in Newark. So that's probably where I've spent the most time in my life. But uh, yeah, probably somewhere around high school, you know, I, I pretty much was like, this is not for me. Um but uh, yeah, I haven't really given it a lot of thought. I, I mean, I dated a Buddhist once, and uh, she was not uh, very Zen. Uh, <laughs> that's really it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an opinion on that one. It's food for thought. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of fascinating religions uh, out there. All right. Should we throw it to endorsements or? Sure. Am I? Yeah. You, do you have one in mind? I I got a couple things. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Me first. Okay. Cool. I guess uh, first I gotta well I I've gotta like um, what was I, I was gonna endorse two things that were sort of simultaneous because I know Alan was kind of getting on my case about endorsing too much New York centric stuff. Just wait for my endorsement this week. Okay, <laughs> so like I was gonna endorse um, 
Calderans. Well, I was going to endorse this basically like a, it's a Sikh like cab stand where you can go and get uh, vegetarian Indian food 24 hours a day. And it's really good. And it's on ninth Avenue in New York between like 20th and 21st street. There's um, a Haldiram in New York? Well, no. So you can get there. And one of my students' families gave me a bag of Haldiram's, like, Indian snack time snacks that are really, really good. And so I didn't know they sold those in New York. So yeah. they're, they're, like, they're like the McDonald's of northern India. It's oh, all vegetarian. I didn't that. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, so they're I, wonderful. So they're really, I had really a, good. a bag of Haldiram's in the house, and Carolyn and I were eating it, and was like, this is amazing. And then it turned out they sold it at this taxi stand. And I was like, okay... Wherever you are, if you can get Haldiran's Indian snacks, go for it. They're awesome. Um, yeah, so that's one New York-centric and one non. And I have a plug, which is uh, my band Ravens and Chimes. Our new single, Big Ups, is up on Spotify now, so you can stream it there. Um, hell yeah. All right. Cool. Um, My plug, I guess, go to India. It's awesome. It's a great place. <laughs> I really, I love it. It's a great place. <laughs> That, that your endorsement is the country of it's India. My endorsement is the country of India. I mean, I've well, only my, been I to endorse Japan. Japan. That's true. So I guess, yeah. yeah, I'm going to Japan in October. Oh yeah, October. That's right. October. Nice. Anybody wants to come? I'm going to Japan, October 6, 2019. Have you been before? No. Okay, Liz and I obviously we went recently, and uh, mm-hmm. we could send a lot of wrecks your way. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm flying into Kyoto, then we're doing Osaka, oh, we that, and yeah. then Tokyo. And I picked out all the menswear shops I want to visit. You should definitely <laughs> go to a baseball game while you're there. I yes, the you told us that. Yeah, it's and the best I'm, experience I've ever had at a baseball game. Yeah, there. I think we'll huh. definitely do that. Is it true that I won't be allowed into the uh, bathhouses with a tattoo? Oh, I don't know anything about that. Someone yeah. told me that. I think it sounds it, fake. I think that's real. Okay, sounds real. <laughs> do you have a tattoo? I do. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's in Greek. It's a small one. Maybe you like put a bandage over it or something. <laughs> I was actually thinking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I never. I mean, we didn't go to bathhouses, but I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is there a good onsen in New York? Actually, listeners, if you know, know, like, tweet at us <laughs> if there's an onsen in New York. Because, like, as a germaphobe, I've been avoiding these kinds of things, <laughs> like the fucking plague. And then Raph yeah. and I went to a banya for our friend's bachelor party, and it was. You didn't look so happy to be there. I, I once I kind of relaxed. There's and a lot of Russian dick. Yeah, there was a <laughs> lot of flappy Russian penises there, but it was wonderful. I mean, the penises were fine, but the bathhouse <laughs> was what great note to end on. <laughs> Actually, at at uh, some of the onsens I went to in Japan, I noticed that guys sometimes would hold like us. You, everyone walks around with like a small towel. Okay. And guys would sometimes hold it over their like groin while they're walking oh, around. Yeah, oh, nice. Towel. So you might you might like to go to an onsen. That sounds you know, wonderful. If, if that's a common. Yes, yeah, so hold in, the in towel the with their dong. <laughs> no, that's always fun. No. Yeah, they tuck it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alan, what's your endorsement? Uh, I have a local endorsement. I love you. <laughs> uh, have you guys been to Via Caroda? It's like an Italian restaurant in the West Village. It's excellent. I went there yesterday. It's really good. Go there for like brunch, lunch, dinner. Awesome. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> brunch, <laughs> Just lunch, stay, dinner. stay there all day. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> it's harder to find good Italian than you'd think. Yeah. A lot I, of it's doo-doo. Yeah. Agreed. They have fried rabbit. Ooh. Love rabbit. Yeah. Alan, um, I ate rabbit with you in Rome once. I got it by accident. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Great Good oldies. Times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that place is great. Uh, you get the fried rabbit. Cool. 
Corona. Adam? Uh, I, did, <laughs> I didn't know endorsements were a thing, so I don't have any but like local things to recommend i guess it could i be would literally s- anything yeah it could, be, uh, it could be like doing squats <laughs> yeah i recommend wearing pants uh, yeah. i would say uh, i don't know when this will be heard by people but um uh, our show the the samantha b show we just did um a whole christmas special uh where we were sort of calling out ice and focusing on the immigration issue uh that's on youtube now i worked on um a piece in that special where we went to the border and and it's uh you know very compelling and and also obviously there's humor too uh and then i guess my personal website it's the, the adam howard project.com and i have all of my um art writing tv production stuff everything i do is on there so uh check that out yeah and, and buy some of adam's art it's awesome he he repaints classic movie posters and they're rad it's very cool All right, cool. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Thanks so much. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Asher Lack. At Hylia Filigent. I'm at Have a Cool Penis. (laughs) (laughs) I just made it. Yeah. Raph finally joined Twitter. (laughs) I deleted my Tumblr and I started Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a weird turn of phrase. It's great. It's from from a spam email I got. (laughs) (laughs) Have a cool penis? (laughs) Question mark? Yeah, that's the other one. S a dollar sign. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, mine is at AT underscore Howard. And you can follow the show at Robot House Pod, and it's spelled H-A-U-S. Awesome. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Until next time. Thanks. Later.